Welcome to Masala PTI with your hosts, Ravi and Arvind. Pardon these Indians as they take you on a unique and wild ride around the world of sports. Welcome to somewhat of a somber edition of uh, Masala PTI, folks. Uh, this is your host, Arvind. I'm here with uh, Ravi, uh, my co-host. Ravi, uh, who do you blame for the Suns' loss in the finals? I'm, I'm blaming the $100 guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that $100 guy is as culpable as Scott Foster was. So, I saw a lot of... Uh, immediate uh, tweet, right? I mean, talking about how Chris Paul is 0 for 13. I mean, come on, that had nothing to do with the refereeing <laughs> or Scott Foster. Uh, as likely as, as unlikely as it was, the stupid uh, un- the dollar note guy. That's a, that's an amazing toss-up. You brought in Scott Foster. Scott Foster or the dollar guy? $100 guy. <laughs> and by the way, that was the same game you were at, right? So, I don't know. You probably caught up on Twitter and social media, you probably didn't see that live, did you? So he was on the other end. So uh, you know, I was sitting behind one of the uh, one of you know one side of the uh, the the hoop, and right. he was on the other end of it. And I must say that a lot of people, even during halftime, were kind of cursing this random guy who was doing something random. I had no <laughs> idea what this was all about. Turned out, this was the guy they were talking about. Yeah, so he was on TV a few times. They really honed in on him. I have to say it was a nice uh, uh, trick for his 15 minutes of fame. But it was kind of weird. I mean, who brings so many $100 bills to a game and start counting that? I I was torn when I saw it live. But by the time they showed him like the third time, I was like, this is insane. These guys are like weird stuff for their 15 minutes of fame. Because it, it also turned, you know, kind of turned the attention away from something that I thought was truly creative and truly fun, which was the countdown, right? I mean, the, the free throw right. countdown in itself was a lot of fun. And again, having been there, it felt like, you know, it, it like you're almost waiting for Yanis to get fouled so that the crowd can get their enjoyment. Exactly. And then the previous guy was a Sunson 4 guy, right? That was, he was much yes. more positively received because somebody threw beer on him and he beat him up and then told him Sunson 4. That became a positive meme. But this guy was universally despised. For me, personally, watching it live on TV, uh, it, it was amusing for a second and then it was like also weird and uh, stupid. Anyways, with that yeah. said... Ravi, I think we are uh, pretty much done with the finals. And for both you and I, I think it was a little bit of a disappointment. I don't know if you have recovered or what you're feeling. For me, I it was weird. I felt a lot better on the night off. And it's kind of hit me late. The next day or day and a half was like, oh man, what just happened? So I had a harder time on like Wednesday then on Tuesday night. How, how have you been processing the whole uh, Bucks and Six situation? So Wednesday was, to me also, in the last three, four days, I would say, Wednesday was the hardest to deal with because then you start putting things together logically also, right? I mean, right. I, you know, Tuesday night, I'll tell you, impulsively, 
I kind of started feeling even at half time that this felt very icky. Like even though we had the lead, it felt like we had gone so far away from what had worked for us offensively during the season. It just didn't feel like we had control of the game. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, we've caught Milwaukee at the worst of their offensive, uh, you know, showing, and we are only up by five because we aren't doing a better job either with turnovers and offense. So I just felt very nervous and uncomfortable. And obviously, once Giannis took over, I was like, you know, this game is over. I thought that in the third quarter itself. So in a way, it was a soft landing at the end of the game. So to your point, Tuesday night didn't feel as crappy. Wednesday, right. man, Wednesday was hard because then you start putting the logical things together. Oh my God, we were two games away from winning it all. We were up two zero. So, mm-hmm. And then you start, you know, obviously reading and reading about, you know, Magic's idiotic tweet and, you know, there are a bunch of other stupid, uh, you know, hacks talking about how Chris Paul needs to win a ring and as such it makes sense for him to go to the league. Then you start thinking about the what next. Future, right. Much more. Right, right. More than the past, the future was what I was thinking about and, uh, you know, Thinking about how the last final trip to this was took 28 years, it really scared me, like how long it's going to take to get back again here to the finals. I don't think it's going to take that long. But with that said, Ravi, uh, you know, obviously, I, I want to look forward most of this uh, part, but let's put a bow on the finals itself. Obviously, Giannis was just unbelievable. I think we touched on Indeed. it right after the second uh, uh, game, I think, that how I felt like Suns had no answer for him. And I think you agreed as well. And it was just became too much of a load on DeAndre 8 and 2 that it started affecting his other parts of the game. And the combination of all that really took the Suns down. But Giannis sure. was just... I think we have to talk about him if we are talking about this final. So what are your closing thoughts on Giannis? I think he just showed us that he can absolutely dominate without that jumper or three-point shot and to me Ravi he doesn't need a three-point shot I tweeted about this like a couple of times these uh, finals all he needs is a mid-range fadeaway which he kind of has already developed shockingly especially over shorter guys like Crowder he's hitting them pretty consistently that's all he needs he needs one or two tricks in the 15 to 18 foot range he's wasting his time with the threes uh, agreed on that, and in fact, before I comment on Giannis, uh, uh, you know the game six Giannis, I must say that I have to uh, apologize for disagreeing with you after game four or game three, whenever we did the part where you actually said this that we a the Suns have no answer for Giannis, and Giannis is literally carrying them, and I actually had said to that uh, as a counter that Giannis, uh, yes, we do not have an answer for him, but our problem seems to be, uh, you know, controlling Middleton, Holiday, even stupid Bobby Portis. And right. so I was okay with Giannis getting his 40 and 15. And I was like, you know what, the Suns will be okay with that. And Game 6 proved that that's exactly the opposite of what happened. Because they scored only 100 points, but he gets 50 of those. Right. And we have no answer for him. I think Booker does a fairly decent job on Middleton. Bridges does a fantastic job on Holiday. But still, we have no chance of winning that game. Because of Giannis. I mean, he was superhuman there. And yes. And then, 
to the net so dissecting it even more what makes him superhuman is in a way arvin i thought his iq his basketball iq progressed freaking exponentially between the net series and this series because he was much more judicious with his possessions did mm-hmm. not take as many of those ridiculous long three point shots and right. seemed to have the right offensive move for every defensive you know ploy that monty laid for him i mean it felt like a genius at work yeah, definitely i agree with you because you know the whole building the wall and all that that used to happen for for him with against boston miami you know even uh, toronto a couple of years back all of that either the suns didn't have the right uh, people for that or he's also a much improved player that he's able to navigate all that really efficiently make the right decisions he was just fantastic and and we, i think he made a three in this game 6 ravi it felt like yeah. he has not made a three in like a month i don't know what the exact numbers are but it really doesn't matter right and then when he starts hitting the free throws free throw. yeah, yeah it was unfortunately curtains for the suns with that said ravi uh, yeah sorry go ahead yeah no i was just going to say with all this uh, doom and gloom that with the with the doom and gloom way we have started this conversation from a sun standpoint all yanis had to do was to shoot his free throws at his playoff and regular season average and the sun would have won that game he was amazing i mean he was like steve nash like from the exactly throw. exactly in fact some of the one of the guy tweeted a very interesting one let me get your thoughts on that right and i agree with this person i know you and i are not the biggest lebron or laker fans but he was saying lebron doesn't shoot free throws like that this in crucial games and i think he's 100% right you put lebron in his place i'm not saying yanis is a better player or he's greater than lebron i'm not saying any of that but i am fairly confident he's not going 17 of 19 or whatever that yanis did on free throw line at the free throw line yeah i i, I think uh, you know as a, as a, as a, as a point of observation that is 100% correct i agree i think lebron if i was a lebron fan or if i was a team fan, i mean a fan of the team that lebron is playing for i would be very nervous in crunch time with lebron at the free throw line having said that Yeah. 17 of 19 arvin was mm-hmm. like step curry like i mean it did you know it was not even like he did well it was like i was getting so frustrated by that because beyond a point i realized that the suns realized as well that we literally have no solution right now exactly and and maybe he caught lightning in the bottle i don't know maybe it was the home court but the free throw really set him apart in that game i i, I agree with you that was the difference maker at the end of the day with all that said uh, we i think one of the reasons you and i both felt good or relatively good on wednesday night uh, i even got some condolence calls from family and friends but i was not feeling that bad was because from the bubble to here i think they clearly overachieved it's losing a finals is always heartbreaking but uh, yeah wrap up this uh, season uh, in your own words because i thought i didn't even know how to process to be honest with you halfway through the playoffs because it came at me too fast right uh, i thought they'll be eight seed they'll get swept in the playoffs and then next year we'll take the next step right i was bracing myself for next year 
to be honest with you, I had really not gotten myself out of the whole 10 years of uh, disaster mode uh, through the season uh, because I didn't want to go too high and then fall down and crash. So when they started making this amazing run, I was like a kid in a candy store and didn't even know how to react, how to uh, uh, you know process this. Right? We were very much, if you flash back to the seven seconds or less sons Nash era, we were totally into it. We were totally lockstep with every little thing. This yeah. one I felt like came at me fast and I didn't even keep up with it that well. And the next thing you know, they are in the final. So overall, I would say it was an A-plus season, obviously. But how do you uh, look at the whole uh, season that just ended? Yeah, A-plus for sure, Arvind. And in fact, if I mean, you know, uh, thinking about it from an alternate parameter, if we were to kind of rate this season on a, zero to 10 scale, I would be hard-pressed to take anything more than a 0.5 or a 1 away. I mean, and that would be purely right. because they didn't end up winning the last two games of the series. Other than that, I mean, come on, this this is... Arvind, if a Disney movie came out with this exact story, we would mm-hmm. say that it is too far-fetched. Right, right. I mean, we are less than a year removed from game one of the bubble and there were more voices that were trolling the Suns even being at the bubble. Right? I know. I mean, there were a lot of lot more, lot more people who said the Suns had no business. This was a complete joke of kind of a serious business uh, of potential playoff teams. And instead, a year mm-hmm. year onward, I'm happy that uh, there are people who are actually saying that the Suns are not likely to come back because you know what? That means we are ahead and now people are trying to pull us down. So that's one thing. The second thing, Arvind, I've never been a huge, you know, ESPN way too early ranking for the future, whether it is in fantasy football or in the NBA. But mm-hmm. for once, I kind of I kind of was geeked to see that uh, ESPN has uh, Suns 2022 as the number three ranked team. Uh, oh, in the West? After, no, in the NBA. They, they, oh, nice. they have the Suns and the, they have the Nets, the Bucks, and then the Suns. The Suns are uh, comfortably, according to ESPN's uh, projections, the you know the top team in the West. Not that their projections means much, but it is just about getting some level of universal recognition, which I think this team has definitely garnered. That's good to know, Ravi, because I didn't see that. I have been looking at the odds, and they are not that yeah. high. Actually, it's. Uh... Nets, Lakers, and uh, Warriors, I think, actually. And then Bucks went ahead of Warriors. So that's the top four. But again, I think we... Sorry? And then the Suns, right? Suns are fifth in the odds, right? Yes, I think so. And and again, we talked about this in one of the earlier pods. Uh, The betting odds are not necessarily what uh, Vegas thinks about the season is more about what Vegas expects in terms of betting too, right? So they are always going to have yeah. Lakers high because they don't want to lose money on them, putting them too low and 18 million people betting on them. And then if the Lakers win, the casinos are screwed, right? So that's part right. of why I think Warriors are pretty high, not so much Lakers. They probably deserve that. But it's good to know at least somebody is looking at Suns as uh, top Three, you said, right? And top team in the West. That is amazing to me. So that's a good segue, Ravi. Let's talk about what do you see for this team, right? I'm going to split this into two 
options one realistic i hope and the one not so realistic that is they get they sign uh chris paul back or he, he opts in or they resign or whatever it looks more and more like he is going to decline his 44.2 million dollar option which is i can't even believe i'm saying that but that's that was start to be one of the worst contracts like even 2 years back right in the entire right, right now he's going to decline it and he's probably going to get a longer term for a lesser average per year but a longer term bigger total money contract people are saying it will be 3 years 90 or 3 years 100 or something i think he's going to stay with uh, the suns i'm 90% confident but let's for argument's sake uh, you know talk about where they are with or without him i want to hear what you uh, say about it because in my opinion uh, i don't really think they are the favorite in the west to be honest with you i a west is brutal right it's always been brutal but i think they are a elite team right uh, it doesn't matter who is healthy not healthy in the other teams i think they are going to be elite and elite in the west let's just say top 4 I am thinking with or without Chris Paul they are going to be top 4 that's where where I am right now without Chris Paul I don't have a solid answer for you as of as for who is going to be the point guard I'm assuming they get somebody functional right either way I don't see this team uh taking too much of a step back how do you uh react to that uh two scenarios it's interesting it's interesting arvind that you mentioned top 4 because that's where i wanted to start with which is to me mm-hmm. yes they may not be the top team in the west but to me some of that exercise kind of almost 8 months ahead of say the next year's playoffs is premature in any case right especially Unless, a couple of weeks before the, free agency too yeah go ahead yeah exactly. even before free agency it's stupid but free let's agency. do it anyways <laughs> Yeah, no, no, and that's where I was coming to, which is that it's much safer and much more logical to bucket or bracket teams in groups of say exactly. three or four. And to me, there I have no doubt that the Suns are one of the top four teams in the West. No doubt about it, irrespective of how the individual dominoes fall, whether Chris Paul stays or not. And I am with you. I see no reason why he is not a Phoenix Sun next year. Uh, for various reasons one is i think there is something to this whole uh, belief system where you feel good about playing with a specific group of guys and being coached by a guy like monty i mean let's be honest you know irrespective of hey lebron's my best friend or you know my my prior my prior best friend and manager runs the next now i mean those kind of things i'm sure are okay for a night out on a weekend that doesn't define your occupation right that doesn't define what you do for a living so to me i think there are a lot more positives and optimistic aspects about staying with the suns so let's assume that that will be the case and with that being the case i see no reason why the suns will not be in the top four mm-hmm. the, the the interesting thing though is arvin even then to me they are also possessing right now the most stable situation up to up to i mean top to bottom because i understand the warriors are the warriors but we still waiting on clay to fill place first game and i don't know how long the warriors have a right, couple right. of moves to make or draft well whatever it is you know every other team that is assuming a caveat of this guy will come back so they will be a lot better case in point jamal murray right 
yes those yes. are all ifs and buts which do not exist with the sums all sums need to do is to add a couple of complementary pieces and of course ensure that all comes back and you know what they are as smooth of an engine as they were a week ago when they Agreed. were up to zero in the nba final agreed i i let's double click on that right i want to discuss that too right the way i see it ravi is i'm going to put uh lakers and jazz as two locks in that top four right uh mm-hmm. to me a healthy lakers and uh ja- healthy jazz which they are already healthy are going to be there and along with them i'm go- i will put the suns and right? i have a by the way i have i have a i have a kind of a disagreement there but i'll wait for your point and okay. then i'll talk Okay yeah yeah definitely we should talk but let me give you my analysis of this right to me the lakers and jazz are elite so are the suns right uh-huh. after that you know the entire west is brutal ravi except for uh, houston and okc everybody is going to make a push for the playoffs right so at the bottom you definitely have to expect the knicks and not the knicks kings the Knicks of the West I guess the Kings uh <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans and Minnesota Timberwolves are going to make a push right maybe they fall short maybe they make it they're going to make a push slightly above them to me are the uh, San Antonio Spurs and Memphis Grizzlies right they will probably make a stronger push they are better than the bottom rung they're a middle rung if you will so at the top I have the Lakers Utah and the Suns right the biggest wild cards ravi are like you said the warriors they have the clay question mark they have a bunch of assets and it's fascinating that did you know that even with all the problems they had last year when curry is healthy they are they were a 48 win team that's crazy yeah that is yeah. crazy actually because yeah. at the end of the season they figured out a bunch of stuff and all of that right but with all of the problems early in the season they were still a 48 win team when curry played so that is why the hype for the warriors is there i see it but they are a huge wild card right we don't know what's going to happen with the picks with clay none of that the other two wild cards ravi are clippers and denver purely because of injuries right jamal murray and and uh, kawai i don't think kawai is even coming back next year Jamal Murray might but it may be well into feb or march right so these two teams really showed themselves out to be pretty good without their stars uh so it's hard to say where they would fall now obviously they're not going to win the championship without those pieces but when we are talking about top 4 i think they are also in play and they are a wild card right then there is portland and dallas to me they are a rung below us basically they are the two teams that i would really like to wait for free agency before talking about them in any serious uh, way right so that's kind of like where i see the west so top 3 is lakers jazz and suns the three big wild card at the elite level is uh, warriors denver clippers then kind of a mid level uh, uh, wild card which can get to the top is dallas and portland pending free agency and then you go memphis uh, san antonio and on down so that's how i see it so i see uh, suns very much in the top four even if one of those wild cards or two of them push up on them they'll still be in the top four is how i see it your turn yes so right 
spite of the fact the you know the point where i said i kind of slightly disagree with you is on the jazz and the reason <laughs> okay. i say that is that mike conley is a free agent right so uh, you know um, again this is just uh, with, with absolutely zero insight into any of this i feel that if the lakers are going to make a strong push for a point guard and let's assume for our own benefit that chris paul is not one of them that mm-hmm. they are able to get you know to me a mike conley type of a guard ideally plugs into what the lakers want to do now that is just again but that's again an if and a but but even other than that to me the jazz for all of their you know super attractive shot making and their style of play that one game where they basically gave up a 25 point lead mm-hmm. gave at least me significant amount of doubt about them being able to run it back the same way again to me there was gaping holes in what gobert was able to do and what rather what he wasn't able to do and that too against the team which uh, clippers that is uh, we weren't world beaters in any sense so to me the jazz had several questions uh, or they left left the season with several questions which you know which to me meant that they cannot just run it back and assume that they will be back at the top of the west that's it and the jazz or utah is not a very what do you call it attractive free agent destination either so that's an interesting point you make I totally agree with you from a playoff perspective but from a regular season ranking perspective if they all fair. run it I mean if they run it back I expect them to be elite now fair, but fair. you you got me really interested in your thought process so you think they are going to make a big move blow this up or something with go which means go bear or mitchell right um yes, so and and so and that's where i feel the utah team in general is always at a crossroad because they've never been a team that has made major splashes in the off season not because mm-hmm. of lack of intent but because utah has never been a very attractive destination for a free agent right, right. even if they do get a big time player it is because there has been a trade so to me exactly. they are always in a catch 22 where even if they want not to run it back I don't think they have too many options but to run it back again. Exactly with, that's with where I'm coming from too a little bit. I don't know what their options are unless Mitchell puts a gun to their head and forces his way out. I don't see them blowing this up not just just here right even down the road. Now Mitchell himself may not do that this year he may do it next year. But for now I feel like there's a very strong possibility they run it back and there's a very strong possibility they are as good as suns are even better during the regular season right because that's what they do yeah, best yeah. And, <laughs> so and, and 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 that's the reason why actually your last statement is the reason why i feel uh, you know quite bullish about the suns vis-a-vis the jazz so and maybe it is just semantics right as as we were saying earlier maybe in my mind the suns after the lakers i don't see any other team with a cleaner chip or a smoother situation than the suns Uh, including the jazz the reason for that was to me what the suns gained from competing for the top slot in the regular season which is exactly what the jazz did as well so the suns were almost as good as the jazz in the regular season but the added mileage of experience 
uh, you know and grunting through uh, exactly you know, six game two six games three six game series and really you know yo-yoing between despair and happiness i think that teaches the bridges the cam johnson the athens of the world so much more than the 45th game of the regular season even if it is a four overtime game so me, that's, that's where that's completely i i not to interrupt you but i completely agree with that and that's why i think suns are going to be really good they uh, this experience hardens them they are not going to be scared of anybody absolutely uh, yeah. you know there was one game arvind i don't know if you remember in the regular season against the sixers in philadelphia and the suns were like you know plus 8 underdogs and they ended up winning that game but they should have won that game by about 15 and instead it took mb to miss a full court three for right. the suns to get out or escape with a win the right. last 3 minutes of that game you could sense that the suns are this inexperienced team which doesn't know how to handle success and i think that's the kind of game that will not happen next year because of the playoff experience where now they are they would be like we can go into philadelphia hand it to embiid and simmons and not care a damn about it exactly i totally agree with you on that because aiton and bridges and cam johnson are going to have their organic growth right being their third and fourth year players on top of that that growth is going to be supercharged by this whole finals run and that's the exciting part of the suns team that's why i feel like even without chris paul if they get a functional uh point guard they will be good and that's where your point about uh uh oh i'm blanking on the utah jazz point guard you were talking about uh my conley so here's a question for you ravi if if uh, the unlikely uh, situation that chris paul walks out or sarver doesn't want to pay him do you think the suns go after conley See, I think they they will need to. I mean, and again, that sounds like such a, again a, a like a deflating proposition, right? Anyone for that matter. Nothing against Conley, but for for you and me, if we are talking about a scenario where the Suns have to go after another point guard, it just feels like that will be disappointing. But I think, in all honesty, there are a few decent ones available. Like Ball, Lonzo Ball can be had, right? I mean, for the right price, uh, Conley yeah. is there. And, and there are a couple of others i mean uh, uh, but but again nothing as enticing to me chris paul really uh, is is a breed apart yes yes he is and i think he's coming back too so just on that note uh, this might be good news for suns fans like as is uh, ryan russell is is a pretty big chris paul fan he tweeted out recently i don't know if you saw that that he's is moving to the lakers which which is interesting right because russell is not a hot take guy he doesn't even break that much news and all that so you should have some pretty good information that that's not happening now of course you know nicks might be in play and all that too uh, anyway i don't think lakers have the assets to make it happen either right they don't have cap space they have a lot of issues but uh, yeah. i think he's staying and i think that's a huge uh, 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 win for the suns the problem ravi is this is let's end it with this question before we dive deep into the off season moves maybe in a week or so would you are robert sarver would and i am chris paul uh, i want 3 years 100 million dollars how do you feel about that 
So I'll use an actual anecdote, uh, or, I mean, or a piece from an interview that Sarwar did for CNBC. Did you happen to catch that? This was not recently. This was in June, I think. No. Uh, around, actually, this was right around the time when Paul uh, decided or declined the player op- or declined the player option or something like that. But the question raised to him, and this is CNBC, so this is from an interviewer who is likely not to know anything about salary cap or sports in general. And she asked him about what he thought of Chris Paul's forty-four, forty-five million dollar salary, and mm-hmm. Darvar's response, without batting an eyelid, was, "For the common people, this might seem seem like an asinine answer, but to me, that is the best investment I could make." So, is so, to me, I don't know if Darvar has changed or whether Chris Paul is again just a different cat, but. To me, if I was Sarver, I wouldn't bat an eyelid handing out a three-year, hundred million dollar deal. Okay. To me, I would have a meeting about it to borrow a Bill Simmonsism. I, I, it won't be a slam dunk for me, to be honest with you. I, I would have a meeting. I don't think there are options here. I would have to, if I am Sarver, I would have to give him that three years, hundred mil. But, I mean, the guy is thirty-six, Ravi. You know, uh, yeah. even though he has been healthy the last two years, he's 36 years old. He'll be 37 by the time we are in the you know, Western Conference semifinals or whatever next year. So basically, you are saying you'll be your point guard till 39. And that, to me, sounds shaky. So I would have to think long and hard about it. I would ask my GM, what are my other options, right? Like you said, if they can lay their hands on Lonzo Ball, I would have to think about that, right? Isn't that much better? A twenty a guy in his early to mid twenties. Uh, I know he's not all of famer like Chris Paul. So, long story short, I will sign him, uh, but uh, I would definitely be a lot more nervous than uh, you you sound. But either way, I think you have to sign him. That I think both of us agree on. Uh, anything else? Any last final uh, thoughts before we jump into full off-season mode and fantasy football mode? And we'll, we'll have many more pods, hopefully, talking all kinds of stuff. But this Suns run was really fun, Ravi, and I enjoyed discussing the Phoenix Suns with you uh, in depth after a long time. And I uh, hope to connect again uh, and talk about much more of a, you know, wh- have a wider lens in the world of sports, talk about everything from football to the Suns offseason, etc. But for now, um, put a bow on this part and put a bow on this Sun season and take us out. So, yes, Arvind, that's absolutely fabulous interacting for what it feels like uh, several months, but it's basically been the last two months or so of uh, just frenetic Suns playoff action. Absolute. I mean, the, the team has given us so much this year. Uh, and by the way, uh, interestingly enough, even from a calendar perspective, the last 10 years have been such where we would treat these summers as the dreadful, what do we talk about now that would help us or that would please us. This year, the Suns have taken us until almost the end of July, uh, you know, clamoring over them. And before we pause, uh, we will be in football season. So thanks for that as well to the Suns team. And uh, can't wait to connect again sometime next week to talk about off-season, but also to uh, uh, 
launch our conversations around fantasy football the arizona cardinals and everything nfl related yes absolutely let's connect soon and move into the football mode uh, bye for now let's do that hey.